0: This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. I also love teaching to sell because life is about articulating a value to exceed what we're asking for. And in the context of thriving, I've come to a new epiphany. And the epiphany is one in which has confused me, or at least I haven't been capable of articulating in the correct manner. So many people have asked me, David, do you believe that the more you give, the more you receive? And it has been a complex journey in order to facilitate my beliefs through articulating the ideas that I have, because it's so confusing. How is it that I know so many people including in my own life and my mom's life, to the people that are most relative to me, how is it that in my life I tried or had intention to give to everyone else, but I ended up at zero? And how is it that in the 80 years that my mom's been here, on earth that she has given to her children her community she has given to the sunday schools and uh, as a teacher a second grade teacher and given to women's lib way back when when she my dad left her and she went to get a credit card and couldn't get one in 1976 because women weren't allowed to apply for credit cards or have credit in 1976 but it's people like my mom that poured into the community and helped to facilitate empowering women not just with a worthiness, but two, with financial capability to support their children? How is it that my mom's 80 years old and has lived a zero-sum game when all she has done is given more to everyone else? And the formula that all of us here, I know, in the Breakfast of Champions believe the more we give, the more we receive. Because we're missing something. And it's just recently that I've been able to articulate that it is not the more you give directly to the more you receive. It's the more you give, the more you're given. But most people don't receive all that they're given because they feel not worthy of receiving. They feel uh, uh, guilty and resentful and offended by receiving. They they feel like there is a zero-sum game. And ironically, they end up in a zero-sum game because they keep giving more and they keep being given more, but they receive less. And if they continue to receive less of what they've been given, eventually, whether it's in my case, in my 30s, or in my mom's case, in her 80s, they end up at zero, a zero-sum game. But I've been teaching people for years a value-add world of more than enough of everything for everyone. And I couldn't articulate, I couldn't explain to them, I couldn't sell them on allowing this idea to continue to give with wisdom and faith all that you have because you will receive more in a value-add world, not a zero-sum game. And I finally have realized and am capable of articulating a quantitative value to exceed what I'm asking for. And in that context, I realized this epiphany of why people who give so much end up at zero. And the reason is it's not just the more that we give, the more we receive, it's the more we give, the more we're given. And so I need to empower people to receive because if you give more and receive more, sorry, if you give more and are given more and I teach you to receive more of what you're given, then you'll be able to ask for even more, and then you're given more of more, and you're, re- give, and you're given more than more, and now you're receiving more than more and more and asking for more than more than more. Do you see the point? Now by the time you're 30, you have more than more than more than more and more and more and more of everything for everyone, and so does everyone else. And by the time you're 80, you have so much of more, you have come to the realization that we thrive by giving, by being given and receiving as much as we can of what we're given, not the more we give, the more we receive. Because if you don't recognize what you're given and you don't accept what you're given and you don't ask for more of what you're given, you will live in a zero sum game and end up, whether it's 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, like my mom at zero. So when we're teaching the Five to Thrive system, yes, it's applicable to selling cars, Scott. It's applicable to selling houses. It's applicable to selling financial services, product solutions, and brand, completely ap- applicable to. But the real energy, intention of what you do say, think, feel, and believe within the context of the Five to Thrive is to live in the world of more than enough of everything for everyone. So I want first under a context to realize the more I give, the more I'm given. I am here to learn the five to thrive so that I can receive all that I'm given and then ask for more and then give more and then be given more and then receive even more and then ask for more and more and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We want to live in a value add world, not a zero sum game. And the key component to that is something I've been teaching for so many years, how to thrive. How can energy create more energy? How can people buy from us and sell for us? Whether it is our product solution services or brand or ideas or intention that they are selling for us. And this is how things aggregate this is how they accelerate to appease the human nature of being able to witness or see the results that we're looking for are better closer to the time frame of our behaviors because the behaviors that we have today have a distance of resistance to the results of tomorrow and we can shorten those with the wisdom and faith and that wisdom and faith is inherent in the five to thrive system that i'm going to teach you today so hang on, buckle up. If you want to thrive, if you want to be able to articulate a quantitative value to re- exceed what you're asking for, if you want to keep on giving and be given more and receive even more and keep in asking of more, then hang on tight and buckle up. It's time for the five to thrive. Load up your questions. We'll do that at the end. But here we go. The first step in thriving is to stimulate interest. We want to stimulate interest and we use an open-minded qualifier in order to stimulate interest. One of the discrete changes in the Five to Thrive system is the size, scope, and scale of the total addressable community that exists today, which is what Scott and others are talking about before I got here, is that never before an individual could have access to 7.6 billion people or so. We were always constrained by the economics and to the geography. And so whether it was 30,000 people, 300 people, 300,000 people, or 3 million, even The Rock, Kim Kardashian, Walter Cronkite, none of these people had access to 7.6 billion people, but you do. And so we need to have a different vetting system, a different qualification system when we stimulate interest. Because the intention of stimulating interest wasn't to grow the total addressable community. Today, the idea of stimulating interest is to qualify the total addressable community. We don't have to go seek it. We don't have to go grab it. It will come to us. It's already accessible to us. And so we need to qualify people by open minds because open-minded people have open hearts and open hands. And so the first step of stimulating interest is qualification. We need to qualify people by whether they have an open mind or not, and then institute the three no rule if they don't have an open mind at that time. Also noting that people that have an open mind a lot of the time have many options, opportunities, and touches of favor. Those people that don't have an open mind, but you're able to stimulate interest when they do, are great because they don't have many options, opportunities, and touches of favor. So you have a statistical greater success of talking to an open mind that isn't open all the time. But moreover, you have no chance tried to articulate this quantitative value from a closed mind at that time so we have a three no rule that allows us to on the third time approaching someone if they still have a closed mind to tell them hey this obviously isn't the right time let me know when it is 50 percent or so of the time you've accelerated them opening their mind and 50% of the time, you never hear from them again, and you just fall into the context of not being able to speak with them when they have an open mind, because they very rarely do. But you're not wasting your time, because there's 7.6 billion people to get to, not 30, not 300, not 30,000. And so we need to focus in on the qualifications today in the idea of stimulating interest by finding an open mind. And then using an open ended question template. And by the way, all of these different things that I'm teaching the five to thrive, the open minded qualifier, the open ended question template they're all available for you for free. David at dmeltzer.com. Don't lose that email. I will give it to you for free. If you want my book, I'll sign it, send it to you, pay for shipping and the book as well. So, We then stimulate interest, utilizing the three-no rule, only talking to people with open minds, and then we ask open-ended questions pertaining to the subject matter or topic that we want to talk about. What do you know about solar? What do you know about insurance? What are you doing today for your kid's education? That's a beautiful jacket. Where did you get that? We have to take an open mind and start a conversation pertaining to the subject matter or topic that we like to discuss so that we can get to a point to find out by being more interested than interesting, would it help you if? So we ask those open-ended questions about solar and we try to gather the emotional and credible and reasons so we can quantify a value of service that we can provide and so that we can give to be given and then practice receiving and then ask for more. And so within the context of solar insurance or financial services or apparel or supplements or solutions and services and SaaS solutions and brand, we want to keep asking open-ended questions and asking what they like and what they don't like about the solar, the insurance, the financial services, et cetera. And while we explore by being more interested than interesting, while we explore what they like and what they don't like, we can come to a revelation or we can reveal the value that we can give so that we can be given more, and then we can receive more, and then we can ask for more. And so, within the context of the subject matter or topic that we're discussing, I simply ask them about what they like and don't like so I can get to a point of giving, which is, would it help you if? And then I trust with the wisdom and faith that I have that I will be given even more back. And to receive that, so I ask, do you know anyone? that can help me, including that person. I'm utilizing the unbelievable mathematical equation of abundance of more than enough in order to effectuate more than enough by thriving and building a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other. In other words, I'm creating a community of people for a lifetime that buy from us and sell for us, whether it's our brand, product services, solutions, or ideas, it doesn't matter. Within the context, of transitioning interest, the second step of the five to thrive, I now need to provide inform in action, information that supports the the ideas or the value that I offered or that you have offered to me. So transitioning interest is a logistical area that so many people have a difficult time transitioning interest because they have and are great openers, but they're not great closers because they don't transition interest. They don't have the necessary information, the info that is in motion, the information that allows me to finalize the meeting of minds cause and effect are shared. And it it's difficult for human beings to understand how cause and effect are shared within the context of what? A unified, abundant, more than enough system of thought. And so in order to get to that unified thought, we need to transition the interest of from stimulating interest into a shared vision. And so we have to have the necessary processes and collateral in order to transition interest. We have to have the right systems utilizing diplomacy, bureaucracy, internal and external resources in order to facilitate sharing the vision. And the first step of stimulating interest, of vetting an open mind, is required to be able to take someone who says, yes, I would love your help, or yes, I would love to help you, and transition that into what exactly are we going to do? A shared vision is a meeting of the minds. It is a confirmation of the abundant, unified system of thought that we all belong to. And yet, it's not going to allow you to thrive. It's like giving and thinking you're just gonna be able to receive. No, it is the identification of what you're given and what you're giving in sharing of a vision and your challenge is to be able to articulate the more than enough value that you're providing to exceed the more than enough value that you're asking for this is the idea of value add this is the idea of abundance and so we need to look at and be able to quantify and articulate actually speak what we know right no invisible assumptions we address the invisible assumptions and provide a explanation of how I can be of service or value to you and how you could be of service or value to me, and we can exceed the value for each other because it's abundant, unified, infinite system that we're working in, not a zero-sum game. And so if we're capable of sharing a vision by articulating a value to exceed what we're asking for, we're 20% done. When our objective is to thrive, to build a community of people that are going to buy from us and sell for us for life, we're 20% of the way there when someone says, yes, this is what you're going to do for me and this is what I'm going to do for you. That's a shared vision. Whether it's a product, service, solution, a brand, an idea, whatever it is, picking up your kids from school, I don't care. In order to thrive in life, to build a community of people that are helping one another and know people that can help one another, in order to build a community of people for a lifetime that buy from us and sell for us, we need to understand that sharing a vision is only 20% of the way there. And it's that fourth step that allows us to thrive, to take us to the fifth, the amazing, glorious world of thrivation, of thriving. And so the acknowledgement, the ability to acquire knowledge of a shared vision and to be able to express or speak or articulate the quantitative value of what we're giving to exceed what we're asking for. Because we know if we are giving that we'll be given more even if we're asking for something different as long as we can articulate the reasons, impacts, and capabilities that provide the perception that we're giving more and are given less. It's determinative upon the meaning you give it. It's determinative upon the invisible assumptions that you have. It's determinative upon your ability to articulate the quantitative value, the perceived value, and yet still know your bottom line. In every situation, as we share a vision and as we articulate the perceived value to exceed the perceived value of what we're given from the person who's giving it, lies the real value, which is exactly equal, regardless of the perception, regardless of whatever energy or explanation or ability that you have to articulate value. This happens all the time in speaking. Most speakers don't know how to articulate the quantitative value of what they're giving, and so they're given less, and they receive even less. Understand perceived value and bottom line. Align with your timing and risk tolerance. It is the the alignment with the timing and risk tolerance of each party within sharing a vision that actually provides the real value. The real value of anything is the alignment with the timing and risk tolerance, not the perceived value of or the quantitative value that's articulated. It's actually just the alignment with timing and risk tolerance. If I can align what I'm giving you to your timing and risk tolerance and you can align what you're giving me with my timing and risk tolerance, regardless of the perceived value, we both win. We both are living in an abundant, infinite system of thought unified by the exact equity in what we are giving and receiving. And those who witness it are receiving the same. So how do we, when we stimulate transition and share a vision, get that 80% done? The fourth step in the Five to Thrive system is to manage and develop that value to maintain the alignment with the timing and risk tolerance in which we articulated and to provide even more if possible. More clarity, more balance and more focus on the timing and risk tolerance and the alignment of the delivery of that value that we promised of would it help you if, or do you know anyone that could help me? And the better we maintain alignment in the timing and risk tolerance and the articulation of the quantitative value in which we have expressed with our best capability by practicing it like anything else. If we want to get better at anything, we need to practice to progress, not to perfect. There is no perfection. There is only progress. And unfortunately, human beings are incapable of understanding or knowing progress. So what I do in order to manage and develop that vision is to actually create a timing and risk tolerance plan. That indicates the timing and the risk tolerance and the acceptance of the alignment, and I call it a go/no go plan. Which, once again, I'm happy to send anyone along with the open-ended question template and the three no rule and the five to thrive system and my book. David at dmelzer.com. Email me, David at dmelzer.com. This free. So. How do we manage and develop a vision? We keep the alignment of the timing and risk tolerance by utilizing a go-no-go plan. Whether it's a simple email that just reviews or confirms the articulated value itself, or whether it's an entire scoping or scaling that you charge for in the ERP, SFA, CRM implementation by Cisco, it doesn't matter. whether it's something, a shared vision that we're utilizing for helping each other for free or whether it's a $100 million deal. The go, no-go plan is a step-by-step way in order to facilitate alignment of the timing of risk tolerance that was articulated in sharing a vision. And it takes us step-by-step. And we also use the three-no rule within the context of that alignment. So for example, in a simple articulation of value of to exceed what we're asking for, the alignment of timing and risk tolerance is maintained or exceeded by the three no rules. So if you tell me the first step is to call you on Friday and I call you on Friday and you say, oh, I'm sorry, this has occurred, I can't call me back on Saturday, that's one no. And when I call you on Saturday and you don't answer, that's two no's. So when I call you back on Monday and you tell me, hey, I really, 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 really want to do this. But my dog ate my homework. That's the third no. And so every time on the third no, as will be indicated to you in the exercise that I give you, the three no rule, all you say is, hey, this obviously isn't the right time. When it is, call me back. And 50% or so of the time, they're going to accelerate calling you back. And 50% of the time, you'll never hear from them again. Even if they said to you, I really, 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 really want to do this, but my dog ate my homework. It doesn't matter because people don't like to disappoint. Most people are pleasers because they believe the more they give, the more they receive. And if they don't please you, they're not going to receive. But they're really playing a zero-sum game and just wasting your time and theirs. And so give them permission, give them an out to never call you back and not have to say no to you without any pressure, or resistance, or distance between your behavior and the results that you want. Help facilitate the entire process to thrive. Thriving is, be, uh, be, is creating a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other. It's facilitated by the understanding today we have a total addressable community of 7.6 billion people. And my job is to get to as many of those people as I can, figure out how I can be of service or value and how they can be of service or value to me, be able to articulate that value and keep it aligned with the timing and risk tolerance for each party within the context of that shared vision. And in order to do so, we need to do five things. One, stimulate interest of open minds. Utilizing an open-ended question guide in order to facilitate that stimulation of interest and prepare for the transition of that interest by providing information that's representative of how we shared it. Second step, transition interest. Have the inform in movement, the information that represents that in order to transition that interest to a shared vision. A shared vision is you giving and being able to articulate what you're giving and be able to exceed what the person you're speaking with is giving you or what you're given. But you also, in order to manage and develop that, need to be able and be open and worthy of receiving all that you're given. By managing and developing that vision, using a go-no-go plan in order to facilitate The timing and risk tolerance and alignment of timing and risk tolerance from the articulation of the value that you have provided and received. And if you do that, you will thrive. You will build a community of people, whether it's your product, service, solution, or your brand, whether it's your ideas, inspiration, intuition, or intelligence, you will build a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other. You'll build a community of people that have alignment in the timing and risk tolerance and a capability of articulating a quantitative value to exceed what they're asking for in both perception and bottom line. And if you do that, you will thrive. You will have a lifetime of people around you that buy from you and sell for you. And there's nothing better trust me if you want to live your life and thrive email me david at dmelzer.com i'll provide all the exercises guides and books to you that you need in order to do that david at dmelzer.com bless you all let's all thrive let's continue to grow our community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other